Suns up. What's up, everyone, to another episode of Active Recall. I am your co-host, Walter with Francis. And this is episode... Oh, jeez. What is it? 32. Episode 32? Woo! Episode 32. Guys, girls, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in, checking us out. Y'all know we're audio professionals now. Ever since we caught this new podcast, we're doing it right, rolling the Lexus, <laughs> act right. <laughs> and you guys know that if you subscribe, like, we all sincerely appreciate it. Uh, check us out on ActiveRecall.co. And if you like to see more of our content, check out Sess's videos on YouTube. But Sess, enough of that. <laughs> I mixed that up. Sorry. Wait. How are you doing, man? I think I met, did you say how you been? I think my internet's pretty slow. Yeah. But I've been pretty good. <laughs> um, Want to point out, neither of us have a Lexus. I don't have a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wally has a Subaru. Check out his videos. Um, been pretty good. Oh, man. Uh, been making a lot of videos in the past week, which... Uh, We'll talk to that later. Um, I mentioned yeah. I joined another gym. It's been going all right. I don't think I need to be part of that many gyms, and it's causing decision fatigue. It's like that thing you read in books where like, um, people think they want a lot of options, but then you put them in, front, in, in an aisle with 27 peanut butters, then they can't pick one, and it just uses mental energy, so... Every morning, I'm trying to decide which gym I should go to, how much time I have, and what kind of workout I should do, things like that. And then sometimes I just end up not going to any of them. Um, and I, just make more, I make more videos instead. Uh, but yeah, I've uh, been doing, I mentioned, started a ketogenic diet. Been going well. Nice. I, I had some friends come into town, and I knew that would be kind of a speed bump. Um, I wasn't going to just not eat, you know, not, not indulge a little bit. So, oh yeah, um, dude, you can't, but I, I did all right. You know, we had pizza, which is, you know, the opposite of, or I guess half, half of the opposite. Well, that's of the, not anyway, right at all. It's not the best option. Yeah. It's not really the, you know, it's not a good, good thing to do at all. Um, but limited myself to like two slices and I've been to the same place and probably eaten like four or five slices there so um nice man i'm back on the wagon though and i, I wrote hear, down, dude just keep it I'm up. back on the wagon i mean i got the bulletproof coffee going and now we're ready to get going how you ooh, been bulletproof coffee dude oh great man thank you uh i actually want to do bulletproof coffee again like with the coconut oil but uh dude ah uh, this Coffee's so bitter. So, this whole week has been kind of up and down for me. Um, like, for okay, just physically, I'm, I'm like, tired emotionally. Emotionally, I, like, I, I want to, like, this whole new year is kind of, like, an, like kind of a growth thing. I, I'd like to do more changes with my life. Um, like, some stuff happened, but I'd rather say, like, uh, I want to have more opportunity and with everything else dude you i don't know if you could see this but there a mosquito shredded my face man like he got me three times on on one of my sides 
and then one more on my other side and like a bunch on my arm. So <laughs> I just started, it's so itchy, but um, I, so when with the up and, ups and downs. <laughs> yeah, dude, like yesterday was probably the, like the poor, the poor stage, but um, probably a few days ago, I got this thing called the five minute journal. And I, I still haven't written in it, but I want to... I mean, I still... I did, but not this for today. Um, I, I I don't want to cuss, but I I really love this. I, this really is a, such a positive impact with everything. Like, the start of the day. You really um, effing love it. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like, they have quotes. They have a little of these weekly challenges on the top. They have... They have things that make you think. And then, um, like, for example, I go to work and I have this journal with next to my car, like, in my car. And there's times where I have breaks, so I, I would, like, grab some gum or grab some water. And I would see that journal and I'd think about the daily affirmations that I, I would say. And, for example, my daily affirmation is, jeez, uh, I was about to repeat it. I'm happy with what I have and I love my life. And I... I look at that and it just makes me a little more positive with throughout the day. And it's perfect. Actually, in fact, probably yesterday or the day before, I went on a like probably a, a resume spree of just applying to jobs and stuff like that. And it's it I couldn't believe it. I I, I finished it around 10, 30, 11 last night. And then I was like, "Man, I I I can't believe I did all that." Uh but everything's good. I've been I've been working on videos, and in fact, um, I joined a Subaru f- gang or not a gang, a group. Not a gang. On Facebook, well, I did not join a gang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, that, that's so very negative. Um, I joined a Subaru group on Facebook, <laughs> right. and, and um, I I basically talked to every single one, introducing myself, all that stuff, and they showed their their build. Their modifications. Everyone's kind of like different, and I I enjoy that. That was actually really fun to watch these people talk about it and them joking all that stuff. And then I decided to post my video, and it blew up. They they want to come and meet up. They want to do meetups. They want to do videos. They all want to do specific videos with the cars, and they all they all want to do something with with my video content. I'm like. Yeah, I mean, that's totally what I want to do. Of course, let's go for it. So, I don't know if it's this week or next. I think it was probably next week. They all want to do, like, a meetup. And I'm going to bring my camera and do some, some video work with them. Sorry. Nice. I think I feel like I'm mumbo, mumbo-jumbling. No, that's um, good. That's good. I mean, I asked, I asked what, yeah. how you've been, and you really... <laughs> that was a question. I feel so. like I just saw you yesterday, dude. That's so weird. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, you know everything's good, uh, yeah. But anyways, Sess, what are we talking no, about? No, I, I, hold on. I, I do like what oh. you said with the affirmation. That's like part of um, oh. mine also, where you said uh, happy, happy with what I have. I think mm-hmm. that's tr- um, one of the themes for this year is you know expressing gratitude, um, knowing that I have enough, and. Maybe I don't need to create a ten-figure business on the side. <laughs> That's not the key to happiness and things like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So this week, um, 
we're, cha- we're not changing the format, but we're evolving it a little more. Uh, that's stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, uh, we're I guess for the past two weeks, we're evolving. Yeah. I love it. So, so last week we did, or okay, two weeks ago we did podcast recommendations, a book, and then Magic Window. We were going to do it again last week. But we ran out of time, so all we did was podcast recommendations, and it was just, like, <laughs> random. Basically, like, we could turn the mics on and just say, like, hey, what'd you listen to this week? That was roughly what we are doing. Yeah, yeah. I can't say, okay. I can't promise that we're, mm. we're doing something much better this time, but we're going to try. We're going to keep that structure, recommendations, mm. and talk about a book, and then uh, Magic Window. But we're going to try to have a theme for every episode. We'll see how this goes, and the theme this week is practice. We're talking about practice. (laughs) Awesome. All right, so um, we're going to start with recommendations. Did you have any recommendations for, like, podcasts that you listen to about practice or, like... um... Well, actually, it's not like um, from... Okay, so this is, I have one weird mode of practice, and it was, it wasn't from, like, <laughs> I, it kind of made me wonder about, like, the video games that we've been doing, like, um, like, DDR, for example, if you start practicing, okay, so, DDR, Dance Dance Revolution, we, I was playing that last week with Welny and her sister, we met up with <laughs> her sister recent. last week, <laughs> yeah, very recent, and, um, uh, you know, I, I, I noticed that some of, like, Cheryl's pretty new at it, um, one of the guys is pretty new at it, and one of their problems, and like I didn't want to say anything because one of the problems is if you assume the button is going to be pressed all the time, you're going to assume that the button's going to be keep, keeping pressing on the on the screen. So they have this tendency to keep their feet in between the buttons, the four, the up, down, left, right. The uh, they're in that little box in the center, so all they do is they tap right. to the left. And they keep their feet in the middle, and they keep uh, tap to the right, just as long right. as the buttons are coming up. It's like returning um, the joystick to the center, but the joystick yeah, to the body. Exactly, exactly. Um, and the trick, or like the way to do it, is just to put your both your feet on the left and right pads, and no matter what, it's just a lot more simpler because when you press the button, it's not going to keep pressing it it's just gonna press it one time or i mean there's a there's like on some songs you have to hold down the button and it'll do that for you it'll automatically do that for you which is totally cool um but that kind of practice is it's kind of like kind of like playing the piano like you start noticing the like when you press a key you could hold it down or you could tap it or you could do it anyway but as long as you get the the motion um like if it shows up, down, left, right, or it's gonna be C, D, E, F, G, you start to notice that it's just the finger motion, or again, it's your your muscle memory, and that's kind of like one of my practices that I always thought, like for playing the guitar or play, singing, uh, playing the uh, singing the trumpet, uh, playing the trumpet or um, playing the piano. All all that musical stuff is just muscle memory and thought process. It's it's like that. So that's kind of my way of practice. But I like your models of practice, dude. So let, uh, explain your practice recommendations. Right. Um, yeah. 
so my recommendations this week, I'm going to go ahead and recommend my own videos instead of like, <laughs> usually we should, usually, uh, we would recommend other things, but, um, I made a bunch of videos about practice and I'm trying to do this, um, these videos about video games and combining them with life lessons and I'm calling them gaming life lessons. So <laughs> you can see I had a lot of practice with coming up with titles. Anyway, um, so I made a few videos about the models of practice, which are from talent is overrated. That's where we talked about this actually, uh, in yeah. an episode earlier. So we're kind of like going over the same concepts, but there's three models of practice. One of them is, um, the chess mo Oh, one, like you mentioned, there's the music model, the chess model, and then the sports model. So you kind of described the music model where uh, in yeah, DDR, you have a bunch of pretty much, I mean, it's not sheet music. It's like if you, if you turn the sheet music, uh, you know, 90 degrees and then <laughs> dropped it from the sky. Um, Testing, one, two, three. Yeah, go for it. Sorry about and that. Yeah, you, you just keep following it and you get instant feedback in that game where uh, it tells you if you've missed it or if you hit it Hello? perfectly. Testing? Yeah, and you, you just me? keep trying to chain it, and you can see when you're improving okay. and things yeah, like that. Yeah, we're good. I don't know what um, happened. And then there's also the chess model. So there's also the chess model where, um, yeah, you read like basically like these chess strategy books, uh, and it's just puzzles okay. that you try to solve, and then you see what an expert would have done. And then the third one is the sports model. That is where you are drilling, like, um, you're simulating, like, game situations and then just drilling that over and over. So when it happens, then um, then you'll be able to perform in, in, like, in a game, in a real game. So, yeah, check those videos out. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched a few of those videos. I really like them. Um, to be honest, I, the one that I really was laughing about was the StarCraft Life Lessons, man. The, I, I really enjoyed that one because it was it was that one and then uh, Enter the Gungeon. And I, I think um, the Gungeon one was the... It's, the way you explained it was uh, you enter a room and you need to have... Uh, you have to it's a shoot 'em up. So you have to you have to kill everything that's in that room before you progress. And then you have um a map. You have uh let's see. What else did you have? Uh okay, you had the map and then you had like some sort of like ment you, you kind of put that together with mentorship. And then you had the other one that I liked a lot was that flying game. I don't know if if it was in GameCube or Dreamcast, it was uh Ikaruga. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Of course, yeah. That that's a great game. Yeah, so Ikaruga was that game where you would have a plane and it was able to turn black or white, and then you had creatures or monsters that would be shooting at you, shooting black or white. The only way is to, um, if you were to shoot white, uh, if they shoot at you, if it's white, you could absorb the color as long as you're white. And then the same goes for black. If they're sh uh, shooting at you with black, you could absorb it as long as you turn to black. But it gets insane um it shoots white and black at you and it's constant 
it's like mayhem, and it's just your brain switching from white to black. But then there's this thing that you were talking about calling, like, a line. There's a path, and there's always a path as long as you, uh, as long as you can follow it just, uh, correctly before you get killed. And I don't know how you were able to do that. I just remember that, uh, watching this when we were kids or something, like, when we were teenagers, and, uh, I was, I was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what this game is. I showed this to Wally last night, and she's like, this is insane. I don't know how you guys are able to keep up with the, the colors. I was like, yeah, I mean, I think we only survived the second level, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I enjoyed so, the fact yeah. that you were talking about the line. The, there's a path. Yeah, it's, it's a... That's another thing with practice or just learning something. Um, that game is you could play it and then play it on your own, and I think you'll improve. But then I got a lot like I jumped. Uh, I, I got a lot better really fast by when I saw like one of my friends play the first level, and I saw him do it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So there's just there there are like these paths and like patterns, and it is a thing where you or switching and things like that. And that's one of those um, things where if you have a mentor or a teacher early on, it helps a lot because they're able to show you the path basically. Um, and yeah, you, you can just kind of like follow that and you, seeing someone that's the, that's much better than you doing something helps you have like a goal in mind um, to, to stay focused, I guess. Yeah. Instead of having to go through these, like, guessing, like, what path you should take. Enjoy that, a, dude. Um, yeah. I think, so, with that, I, to, to relate that to what I would like to do, is that I see a lot of these webinars, these classes that you don't have to go to school for. You could just go and, like, you pay a certain amount of money, and then you get a bunch of these website classes. Or, not website, but, like, these these video classes that you take. Um, I do plan on doing that in the near future with the whole videography. The thing that I am in since like incredibly worried about is just picking the right videographer thing, the teacher. It's just flooded, man. It's there's a lot of people that are just um advertising. I just don't know which one to pick. Um and they the the way they explain it, it's like a quick 30 seconds of saying, "Hey, uh, do you want to make big cash and, and have uh, big corporation budgets and blah, blah, blah. You could do this if, as long as you follow my direction. Here's a, right. You could follow with the marketing, the videos, how I shoot, all that stuff. Like the equipment. I'm like, oh, wow, this is this is actually good stuff. I'm, I'm very curious what, he's, what he has to offer. Like it's kind of like that with everyone saying that. So I do plan on doing that um, going back with I, – I, I'm guessing it's kind of like a mentorship. Yeah, that that's good. Is like, and in this case, it's a thing where, like, going back to like the chess example, um, there's a a bunch of chess books, right? So which one do you use? And this is where it would be good to have like a mentor to, even if you don't have access to them all the time, at least they can point you to the best resources and like the things they used. Um, I'm not a videographer and I wouldn't be able to like recommend courses. I, I would say like, <laughs> but I did like, I, I was kind of in the, a similar boat last year where I was looking at a bunch of these online courses. Yeah. Um, and they could cost a lot, like 
hundred dollars. So um, dude, it's ballin'. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the the quality varies quite a bit. So, um, so in that case, I would probably well first you know reddit is kind of like the source of truth so you could check like the reddit um is that right probably just search reddit for like best videography courses or best yeah online courses for videography um that or yeah there, there there's a few um a few things you can do and then you could probably look up if there was something like treehouse that has like a membership and then you can try out a bunch of these videos um huh so something like that but yeah that's a good way to go is find a course and i think my recommendation would just be um pick one that's fairly short and just do it and then see like get a sense of what you'll learn there and i took a few overlapping courses last year and or not not overlapping but not completely they would be about like focus and like performance and things like that. But then the important thing there was taking like, say like three of them and then seeing where the overlap is. Uh-huh. And you can see that those are the like fundamental things to learn. So in your case, <clears throat> it's like, there's probably sp- specific things about like, are you trying to make better videos? And there's probably specific courses about that. Or are you trying to learn like the business side of it? And there's probably courses on that so um right um to be honest like uh i i still kind of go back about learning uh so for example one of the things that i started noticing when i went to <laughs> i went to the beach with welney her friend man we did a lot this weekend so we went to the beach with cheryl welney and her friend jenny and i i did read up on this thing called um knowing your lines and when you are, for example, with a stabilizer, you could walk in a motion as long as you have the subject or object in sight, and you could have it with uh, as long as it's centered or on the thirds, on a lower thirds or upper thirds. It's it's all dependent as long as you could follow that line. Um, and it's usually, again, it's like the orbit. You have to have that centered, or if you have to. If you're going straight at the object, you have to stay straight centered, and it's like this motion. They they tell to tell you about it's not just having the stabilizer and walking around like crazy. There's there's um, like a way to ninja walk, and then you're supposed to lock your elbow into your ab, and you're supposed to walk forward nice and smooth. And I, and it's like this practice. I've I've been practicing here and there trying to do that, and then did you, I still learn that. Up cones? I, yeah. <laughs> So, so that's one of the things I'd like to do is just, I still, here and there, I get tips and tips and tricks about videography because I still have that motion that I still, I, I still have that learning. I, I love learning and I still have to go and work, like, polish, it's called polishing, I guess, and, um, and I like that, but I do need, I definitely, definitely, definitely need the business aspect of it, um, and I hope if I was to find this, I could find... I mean, if I was to go and apply for this guy's webinar class, I definitely would like to go and uh, do his uh, business aspect of it. I hope, hopefully, if there is one, now that you made me think, I, I want to check this out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then, yeah. Um, I mean, the, I'm guessing it's a videographer, right? 
So yeah. you could probably just like look at what he has. You're saying he has a webinar, right? And r- roughly, so what I learned last year, I took I some of these online courses were about like um, things like this, like building an audience and stuff like that. You can see that by the size of our audience, I didn't pay much attention and <laughs> apply the things. But um, yeah, generally, like that's part of a lot of these things come from like the 70s and 80s and. Um, webinar webinars just replace like these seminars that people would host at like hotel um, conventions, yeah, conference yeah, yeah. rooms, <laughs> yeah, conventions and things like that. So they, it's just it's just funnel stuff. It's like the top of the funnel, um, or like the, this wouldn't actually be the top of the funnel. This is like there's gonna be a webinar at the end. It'll be a call to action. Just like the same thing, like with the podcast. There's always like something at the end leading you to the next step. Um, but anyway, what you can learn from, just like, look at that. How did you find out about that funnel? And then maybe you could start thinking about like how you can make something similar. Um, I think the end goal for whoever this is, is to have customers for his products now, um, whatever Mm. product he's going to sell, um, rather than he's already succeeded in like getting video clients and he's probably an established videographer. Um, and now he wants to like productize things so that it's not just like relying on clients it's relying on a client or he's trying to have customers instead of just clients yeah like product customers um anyway getting away from there yeah yeah, yeah. this is kind of sorry huge tangent huge Um, let's go revert back yeah 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 Yeah, so back to the practice thing uh i think i did see that video um on the beach were you really shooting stock footage Huh, yeah, uh, actually, I'm applying for uh, this thing called uh, stock, stock thing. But then, for the most part, that's just me just using all my footage and just putting on my uh, thing. Yeah, just to try it out, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I, it looks like a, um, like a prescription medicine commercial. <laughs> 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 yeah, seriously, like it looks. <laughs> it was just like people doing happy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. It's like antidepressant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I really enjoyed it. It's um like so there's this thing about doing stock footage. You 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 build up your the footage that you have and you could just definitely uh, it's you could sell it, but then I I just think they <laughs> I think they need more of like the waves and the 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 beach aspect more so than the actual real estate. So it's just practice again. It's all just regular practice. But anyways, um right. Yeah, I I think like a big thing from that is just um looking at what you're trying to learn and then um breaking it into parts so that you can practice them uh Ooh, not not that you have I to like practice that. them like months apart, but like just that you practice them separately. Uh it when, when you're practicing like bringing back to back to guitar, you you don't just keep playing this uh, this is an example. Like, some people just get it and then they learn like one song that they wanted to play and then you play that over and over and you don't at a certain point you just can play that without thinking and you're not stretching yourself but when you're learning a new song and it's unfamiliar to you you don't try to do the whole thing at once you break it down into parts so ooh, i like that um using that analogy yeah with like videography like we said we broke it down into like you there's a video like actually making videos part Mm mm-hmm and then there's also a part you're interested in is like the business side of it too. Right. Um, getting clients and things like that. And 
that take it there's they're just completely different skills uh to practice so um yeah so in, in that way it's like you could set a certain amount of time to practice them for sure i i got one question though so there's this thing that i didn't see yet it was called the counter-strike life lessons uh very curious what's that all about because i, I so if you guys don't know back in the day we had a clan and we used to play on the machine on Counter-Strike, it was like, what, 1.6 or 1.5, I, f- I forget. And um, Probably the, 1.5 was, like, most of our life. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, <laughs> 1.5 was probably the the time we played every day. <laughs> but um, there was this, yeah, there was this moment, yeah. yeah, we played on Steam, I don't know if it was Steam beforehand, but... We didn't, no, it wasn't Steam, so Steam was when, I think, 1.6 started. Got it, then, got it, so... Um, uh, it was just the game Counter Strike, and we would play that almost yeah just about every day. And then we would have land parties. We would go to Sess's house or Kurt's house or uh, probably Russ's house. I don't know if we did it. Jason's Jason. once. Yeah, Jason was one yeah, time. We did, we yeah, we did it at everyone's house one time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we would do this. You know, this is this was a basis of our life. Um, we practiced a lot, and it came to the point where we started going against other teams and uh we would go what was it that we would use to uh talk to each other it would be um there was like a ventrilo ventrilo i think it was like yeah vent uh and uh we would always have this mode of practicing uh against teams or just playing together as long as we're in the same team or something like that or it's even better but there's this point where we would practice against each other and like our land parties would have a situation where Sess and Jason would be like team leaders and they would be going against each other head on. <clears throat> and I really liked the fact that if we get if we started practicing against each other, we we started learning about more stuff. And then when we actually when we go into the um, tournaments or when we actually practice uh, when we would fight other teams, we had a a basis or we had an idea of what we should do because i think we had we would think the same way the other opponents would think but anyways um right so yeah go for it yeah just talking about counter-strike so that video specifically is about um it was the third model of practice is the sports model so you are really breaking things down into like um i guess like name a sport football Right, so in fo- and I think this is actually like the example from the book is football. Um, some of the drills would be like, yeah, you'll. This is just where you're like practicing plays to make sure that everyone gets to their right spots and is doing that. And you'll you'll do that over and over. Um, not that I know, never played you know organized <laughs> football, um, but there's that, and that that part of practice is separate from the conditioning part, like. Um, in basketball, we would like run suicides, and I'm talking. You know, I don't want to give this, try to give this picture that I played a lot of organized basketball, but <laughs> we would run lines, and this is middle school, middle school basketball. So, um, and yeah, you, you would just run lines for conditioning, but then the drilling part is, um, yeah, running like you know, it was middle school. We we had like three plays, but you just want to. Be able to do that so that when you're in the situation in a real game, then 
Um, I should have been practicing sitting on the bench. <laughs> anyway, so um, Damn with uh, Counter Strike, um, yeah, back to like Counter Strike and practice. Like you said, or like you said, there was like the uh, <coughs> kind of like practicing the positions strategy, and we would have a few plays like. You know, go to this, and we'll, we'll rush B, whatever. We'll practice, this, like, rushing a certain bomb site. But then, um, the... Closer, this is, like, closer to, like, conditioning. Like, you know, in Counter-Strike, everyone's probably jacked underneath their uniforms. <laughs> um, so, you know, you can't... You, you, there's no endurance thing, like, anything like that. Um, but I guess in, like, an RPG, you can, like, grind and level up your person. But, which is, I guess, the closest thing to conditioning, but... Um, <laughs> What I talked about in the video is practicing just aiming, um, long distance shooting. And you can do that, like just joining up some server and playing like different maps and things like that. But to get your reps in, there were these aim maps where like you would just have all the guns on the floor and then the opponents were like all the way across the map. uh, And there's just like a pit in between you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe not a pit. I think it was just like, a large field and then on each side there's small barriers and people would just practice sniping or practice long distance oh um, yeah and there was do you remember that yeah so you could do that but then <laughs> also we would play this flash game <laughs> where you just click these targets in order and there was a time that we had a forum and people would post their scores and it got really 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 competitive where like, yeah i remember that i think for like a probably a few weeks i stopped playing counter-strike and i would just play this um mouse speed game and yeah that was just like this conditioning thing to To move the mouse yeah as accurately as possible yeah oh my gosh it was like something from like java uh god i just yeah that's such a oh i remember that game it was so addicting i think everyone stopped because we wanted to post your scores and it all came down to who could do right. the, do yeah. that the fastest, or how many clicks you got, and how long you lasted for that. That, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, okay, I totally see. I was thinking Counter Strike was more about like following the lines, or like uh, we had to, like rushing B. Like our point in the game was to plant the bomb or protect the uh, bomb sites. It's Counter. It's your the oppressing or uh, aggressive team. It's all it's all against, right. and then it's also. Um, learning the guns, like for example, one of the guns that right. a lot of people used was the AK forty-seven, and I didn't like that gun because it was it's like a one-shot kill thing. But if you held down the button, it would rapid fire. But it was so random. It was random, and I didn't like that. Um, but one of the one of the things I, I was really fond of was the SMGs, and you start learning different guns have different techniques of of taking down an enemy. But uh, it's I, it's not just the way. Um, if you don't like it, it's not it's not like you should stay away from it. You should practice it and get used to it, just in case. If uh, how can I say this? Like it's good to know what you're using if they have if you have a list of stuff. So it's good to it's it's right. that thing called. Well, you you were explaining about this last night. It's like generalism. It's like having like they give you. Uh, you have like this pot, <laughs> this stove, and you have like four, um, four. Oh right, yeah, so yeah. If you so could explain you wanna, that. Um, yeah. Learn, learn. 
yeah, that idea, generalism is like you, you learn, you specialize in different things so that you can apply it. Um, and then you move on to like learning something right. else. And then sometimes there's overlap. And you can see it like from a very high level, like that mouse speed game, you get accurate with the mouse, you, you get better at Counter-Strike, but you also get better at StarCraft, just like anything that uses mouse speed. But then scoping it down to something like Counter-Strike, um, applying generalism is like you learn, or, you know, if you, if you keep... If you just randomly picked a gun every time, uh, it would be hard to improve in all of them. Yeah. So that's where you like specialize, and you know you would go for weeks where you all you do is use an AK, or all you do is use an um, an op AWP. Yeah. All you do is like focus on sniping and things like that, and um, and then yeah, if you, if you specialize in them enough, then um, it makes you like a better generalist, and then um. Then you know, if we ever played games other than that, then some of the stuff kind of applies later on, like um, in future like first person games, like some of the sniping principles stay the same. Some of these things just stay the same, like switching to your secondary things like that. Um, Right. And applying it back to life, (laughs) um, that's where you could see like there's going to be overlaps in the things that you're learning, where like if you're able to outline something really well for something you're writing, um, that skill of like outlining helps, um, in making a podcast (laughs) or like making videos, like, um, just being able to organize information that you're trying to share is a useful skill. So, um, if you're learning like videography, same thing, there's probably like things you can apply from outside of videography that have helped you right. um, in the things that you're learning. So Right, exactly. Uh, I just do, cool. I would like to say that when I grew up, my sister would have that sh- over-the-shoulder camera, and the way she was practicing, we were doing music videos. Hopefully, if, if uh, I'd never want to show that to anyone ever again in my life, but Jason was... Jason and I and my sisters were doing a Spice Girls video and just remember watching it. <laughs> we, uh, we, um, just, my sister, the way my sister was doing that video was just, it was just cuts and cuts of just us singing along, doing, a, doing stupid stuff. But over time, when I started doing my own stuff, I, I started realizing it's just, there's, there's ways to do it and there's ways not to do it. And it's just following that path. Having a mentorship, probably learning the way it goes. Let me re- active recall about this, but it's videography. We were learning about um, webinars, people mentorship. We did. Uh, we talked about gen- generalism with Counter Strike Life Lessons. Um, learning the uh, the path. W- what else did we do? Uh, Starcraft models of yeah, practice. Modes of practice. Oh, uh, piano lessons. Uh, it's muscle memory to keys. Practicing that, and then. Um, oh, and we talked about each types of practice. So I think you talked about chess. <coughs> this is, yeah, the models of practice, um, the chess mode, the sports mode, and I keep saying mode, but it's model. So yeah. chess model, sports model, and then the music model. Now, I just um, got a question so, about that. Are Those models, I know they're all completely different, but is there one that's like better than the other? Or is it just, is it just a different... N- no, so I think the the skill here is to learn like when to apply what model. So, um, yeah, if, if we talk about like let's just keep using your videography example. 
Um, like you said, like part of it was just learning the technique of using the stabilizer. Yeah. Was it like, you know, jam your jam your elbow into your stomach, whatever it is. Um, that's kind of like the sports model. You just have to like get your reps in, and you know what you know what to do, and you know if you're doing it wrong. Um, or you could, yeah, you know, well, someone probably could tell you if they know better. Um, For sure. But huh. then if you were applying um, the music model to that, then this is something like you said you used to do is like, or I guess this is, cl- yeah, this is this might be closer to um, the chess model. But in both of those, you're kind of looking at, um, l- let's just do both of them. So chess model, you look at what someone else did. You see a situation, you look at what someone else did, and then compare it to like what you would have done. So this is like, you look at other fitness videos compared to what you did. Um, it could get very specific. Like, may- if you sh- shot like the exact same situation, then you can compare it to what you did and see how you can improve. Um, with the music model, it's kind of like um, the opposite. Instead of like guessing what you would do and then checking what others did, you see what others did and you try to replicate it um with music model so um that's where you just have like maybe there's like simple storyboards online or something that and you just follow it exactly and maybe these work maybe they don't but in yeah in the case of like writing some people have these structures that they always use for like a blog post where it's like some acronym (laughs) (laughs) it's like opener blah 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 and you always end with your call to action things like that so um okay for sure. Yeah, those those are the different models. Cool. All right, well, that's pretty awesome, man. I, I definitely, I didn't realize there were all different modes, or models, but uh, I I definitely like each model just because, it, uh, I like the way you explained it through video games because that was very, that, like one of the things I always cracked up about was when we used to play, um, it wasn't, it wasn't Tekken, it was... Uh, the uh, Soul Calibur. No, two. no, no, no. Virtue Fighter Four. Uh, Virtue Fighter Four. Well, I was Lefe, and you were um that that wrestler guy. Um and Wolf. yeah, Wolf. Uh, I, the thing I hated the most was that um you did this technique where you were doing all these moves. Like it was a, it was more like combinations. It's like playing the piano, which cracked me up. But uh, you did this thing. I did this thing back in the day where we only had 10 seconds left and I had basically full bars and I I thought I crushed you and all you had was like a, a sliver of life left and it was red and I said, I'm done. I, I don't need to, I don't have to, I, I'll just use the time up and then you basically, <laughs> you basically uh, grabbed me, did some like Stone Cold Stunner, Rock Bottom, you did the leg drop, you did everything and I realized there's like five seconds left and I like I started noticing my bar was dropping significantly faster than I thought it would. <laughs> so I tried to fight you, but you beat you you knocked me out within two seconds left, and I was straight furious. And <laughs> you screamed at me. You're like, "Come on, why didn't you come at me?" <laughs> and that was my fault because I was yeah, it was a great game, definitely a great game. But anyways, anyways, veering off. Uh, did you want to close out with something that from the five minute journal? 
We're closing. Oh, is that what? Is that what? I thought we we got two more sections. Oh, my bad. I thought we were at the end of this. Sorry, <laughs> we were like jumping over the, the stock. No. <laughs> go for it. Let's go. Let's keep going. We got We got to keep the structure that we promised. We got to practice. <laughs> yeah, it's practice. It's we're gonna keep practicing this. Yeah. Evolving yeah. In this podcast. Wait, how much time do you have? Do you have to go? Uh, I got about ten more minutes. All right. Uh, we'll just do four minutes each. Sure. So. Um, Next up, talking about a book, uh, we'll do this one rapid, actually. So the, the book we'll talk about is The First 20 Hours by Josh Kaufman. We did a podcast about this before, um, just when we were still on the Book of the Week mm-hmm. thing. And again, this is a good one about practice and just when you're starting out and how to set that up. So I'll probably just talk about, like, we'll, I'll just talk about the 10 principles and we'll try to relate it to, like, things we're doing. So um, first, I'll just, I'll just run through this. Number one, choose a lovable project. Number two, focus your energy on one skill at a time. Number three, define your target performance level. Number four, deconstruct the skill into subskills. Five, obtain critical tools. Six, eliminate eliminate barriers to practice. Seven, make dedicated time. Eight, uh, get fast feedback. Nine, practice with a clock. And then ten, quantity and speed. Dang. Um, we'll just make we'll just make this a speed round. So I'll just. <laughs> run back through it um choose a level of project so this is like when you're learning videography stuff um you're not you're not just making like spec work like business like office videos you're doing stuff that you like um you're doing stuff that interests you like the subaru stuff and um fitness and things like that number two focus your energy on one skill so you've been doing that where um like i said like break it down like you don't you want to practice with a stabilizer, and that's a separate skill from editing. Like all of all the shooting stuff is separate from editing. Um, and then there's a higher level view of that where, like, oh, that's where storyboarding helps, so that you can trust <laughs> that what you're shooting now will fit into a bigger picture thing. But all of those are separate skills, and you can practice them one at a time. Uh, define your target performance level. Um, you know, like you knew you weren't going to be as good right away for making one video, but. In, you're much better than you were in the past year and you just kept trying to improve and number four deconstruct into subskills. this is similar like you know break it down like we yeah. did earlier five obtain critical tools that was one of the first things you did is just buy the right um, tools and that said a lot of people like overdo this step and they're too worried about like what tool like that the tools matter that much but it's like just get the right things the first time um, eliminate barriers to practices number six so if your camera was <laughs> at your buddy's house two hours away and you have to do that every time, like, you're not no, going to no. do it. Um, so this is just, like, like more practical. Like, is, is your setup really, like... Yeah, this is where you can, like, remove friction in your process when you're editing, things like that. Make it quick. Like, when we do the podcast, early on, we would struggle so much with our equipment and things like that, but we've eliminated a lot of just, like, the stuff that... Oh, yeah. It, by, we eliminated it by getting better at it um, in a way. So sometimes you can just stop doing certain things that are a waste of time. But um, in this case, we we're, we just got need a little more experience with some of the recording equipment, and that helped. Um, number seven, dedicated time for practice. Um, for practicing the podcast, we ha- we know like what day it is. Um, not that we're practicing, but this is more like our performance. Uh, this is, you know, showtime, baby. Uh, <laughs> number eight, uh, fast feedback loops. Um, this is something that we probably, 
I think this is like a really key thing with the fast feedback loops. Like, um, if we do want to improve the podcast, like we don't have a fast feedback loop. Like we do it once a week, so we could think of a way to get feedback faster. Maybe like share some ideas with people and see like which of these ideas for which of these themes sounds interesting to you. But we can get feedback faster that way than by just like doing yeah. episodes and hoping someone lets us know how it is the week later uh, <laughs> number nine almost done here practice by the clock um this is just setting a timer um you can only stay focused for like so long so um yeah with with like you said like guitar you want to set, set a timer to practice a certain part of the song um and that timer shouldn't be eight hours because that won't be that effective and then number 10 quantity and speed this is just getting your reps in like we talked about you can practice aiming by um just joining a server and then you know playing random games that's that's all right um you'll see an enemy once in a while that you can you know practice your aim on or you can do an aim map where there's always an enemy at that distance that you're trying or you can play um mouse speed game and you can get a lot of quantity really quickly um, for the mouse accuracy so and that is the 10 major principles of rapid skill acquisition from the first 20 hours and that's our book club segment so that's a great book breaking that down before we go on um, it's just it's simply decide what to practice figure out the best way to practice uh, make time for the practice and then practice until you reach um, that level, the, the target level of performance. So out of all that stuff, it's just... So deconstructing pract- uh, the skill into small sub-skills, I think I, I really want to... Now that I think about it, I think... Did you put this email and send, send this book to me as a, as a recommendation? Because one of the things I, I was really curious about is... Uh, so it's like YouTube. You... You did this thing where you started off making videos, and then you, it's it's almost second nature to you now, right? Like, uh, you you just make the video, you, you draw. At, like the last video I saw was the was that the uh, it wasn't the Counter Strike one. I'm sorry, it's the um, uh, jeez, what was it? Uh, it was it wasn't Starcraft, was it? Modes of no, I'm sorry. Anyways, you were practicing and you were the way you were doing it was a lot faster and consistent. Is this, is this how you did the, is that kind of like the way you did with first 20 hours? Is that you kind of polished yeah. all the way up to what you have now? I think right now, yeah. Um, I'm definitely focusing on this quantity and speed thing where a lot of people, okay. I, I've seen like two sides to this where some people in particular, like YouTube, like, or, or like just making videos that spend more time with quality and this is a thing right now where I'm learning a lot more about just outlining and like planning a video just by having the quantity. So um, there, have, this this is the the high level question is like, would I be better off making one video each week if I have say like five hours, um, spending five hours on one video each week, or spending five hours on five videos each week, and there's not like a right or wrong. It it depends. And at this point, I want to say that right now, um, I'd rather make multiple videos and just get 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 used to like that process. And 
I, I am learning from each one still. So once yeah. that slows down, um, then yeah, maybe I can start working on like quality and improving that. But I think, yeah, I think I'm just seeing like, oh, okay, this is, this is the way that I should do this. I should outline it and then, um, get, get it finished as fast as possible. And <laughs> arguably my performance level for each video is pretty low. Like, um, <laughs> they're not necessarily like, they're not good. Um, but I think they're getting better and I think I'm getting more focused. Excellent. I'm, I'm getting better at like sharing the ideas. So, um, yeah, check that book That's out. That's good, man. Check, check, check the video I made about that book. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> about rapid skill For acquisition. Sure. All right. <laughs> Last segment, magic window. Um, they, this started as like things that you really enjoyed from nine, like nine to 12 uh, years right. old and it's getting a little more general now but um do you remember the first time that you had to practice something or the yeah do you remember like the first time you were really like practicing something oh man if i had to say i don't want to say i don't want to go back and say it was the piano but oh i know exactly what it was okay so i remember um that okay so it has to do with real, my religion church i had to learn the our father and i was a t- i was like a kid and the way my dad and the way, way my mom was like saying it is that i have to know these the our father that's like the number one um <coughs> sorry the number one um thing i should remember for this i was i was doing this over and over and over and Dude, I could, I could basically just uh, say that as normal as today right now. Like it's so stuck, it's like burned in my brain that it's. I know exactly what the hour father is, <coughs> and that was the first time. I'm pretty sure as early as I could think is what I had to practice and what my parents instilled on me. And don't get me wrong, I, I mean, I, I know this hour father. It's, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> It right. tells you everything about uh, the religion, but yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, just <laughs> I, I was trying to think of. I, I had the same thing probably. Is that and then you know when you're a kid you're practicing like the pledge of allegiance. Um, yeah. And what I wrote down was um, I do remember speaking of like the chess model of practice. I, I was really into chess when I was a, a kid. Not really into it. Not like trying to be like a prodigy or anything, but it was definitely like one of my favorite games to play. And I was part of the yeah. chess club. And yeah, I just remember like reading a book. Um, I think that Kurt gave me and it had like this cartoon night on it and things like that. And it would show like different openings. Um, and I think it helped a lot uh, early on. I remember like it was this big deal because I beat this fifth grader when I was in third grade and I thought like I thought I did think I was probably going to be a prodigy but um, <laughs> yeah so that, yeah that, that was um fun thing just learning chess growing up um <laughs> yeah so to be honest I think the way we were using the models of practice there was it, it, it was like learning the combinations of street fighters it's like learning, yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. knowing the key pressing or Tekken 4, Virtua Fighter, it's it's the same way as constant practice. If if you were to do the the combi- the combination, that's space it's just 
it's like learning for me that's the way it was over and over and over practice of saying the our father same way goes right. for a combination at street fighter if you were just to learn the, the way to start or marvel versus capcom 2 in the air <laughs> you, you're able to jump up and then do a combination with like just doing x a or b or y whatever before you use the the heavy hit while you launch him that's in in marvel versus capcom 2 same way of learning uh uh a re- reciting um a lyric or whatever it's just the way i feel like that's the same model of practice right. uh with yours i think that was if it was chess there's paths different paths different lines that you could take just to find to beat someone i feel like that's another life uh model of practice where you it's not uh how can i say it? it's because if you move one like four other ways of moving your piece right or different pieces have different therefore there's different combinations different tactics strategies it's kind of like start right. it, yeah it is like um, the first exposure to like thing. To like strategy, it's the first thing to like strategy as a kid right. probably because you you finally learn like the it it pays to wait sometimes like no you shouldn't just get the piece that's you know someone setting up setting you up uh, not to say like exactly. become an untrusting person but just like it's the first <laughs> time that you can see like you know if you don't get this piece right now you'll get this other better piece. you'll capture this better piece so. Um, Right. So yeah, it was with like that. sacrifice and then, deception. <laughs> yeah, another thing with practice, like there's uh, searching for Bobby Fisher and uh, Josh Waitzkin. He wrote a book and he talks about the difference between how he practiced and how other kids practice. Like uh, a lot of other kids would practice. He was a like chess prodigy. Like, um, so other kids would practice openings. Anyone can practice openings. You just have a book and then you learn an opening. But his teacher taught him uh, would set up closings and you have to. He learned how to close, and that's one of the things that separated him i'm sure there's like tons of others but he he's i've heard him mention that in interviews is like learning to close with these pieces is such a crucial thing that separated him so with that we're learning to close (laughs) and uh like you said uh you learned that prayer part of that our daily bread i was reading something about that we are not pivoting into being a religion podcast but i did read it earlier is that like uh daily bread is part of like gratitudes being thankful for what you have today um we're, we'll close with a gratitude i'm grateful for this podcast i don't have my journal with me right now but i do have the journal i like it a lot um and i think it's just something that you know you you don't feel better immediately or anything and you just trust the process doing it every day is important um what are you grateful right. for Wally's got uh, his out yeah I'm just, yeah so uh, i just want to have this line out it's by stella mccartney it says laugh my friend for laughter ignites a fire within a pit of your belly and awakens your being that's the uh the quote of the day from mine but i will say when i started writing this probably like well i'm gonna say an hour ago yeah i, I wrote one thing and i said i am grateful for this pot of coffee <laughs> Uh, I'm grateful for the pot of coffee and the coffee maker because I use it every day. Uh, it's something that it's very small, very minuscule, but it starts my day, and I appreciate having this this ability to make my own coffee, even though it's bitter. As long as I can get that caffeine in, and as long as it can jolt my brain, and 
a way of jolting my brain is not just by caffeine, but the five-minute journal, and it keeps me nice. positive. So, Sess, that's my gratitude. Uh, where can we find you, dude? And we're grateful for the listeners. Uh, thanks for yeah. listening to this. You can find um, just on Twitter, Active Recall. Uh, still trying to get I'll, there's some YouTube links up there, so if you want to check the YouTube videos out, um, check that out. Try, marching towards for 100 sure. subscribers slowly. Uh, so, um, awesome, man. And you guys cannot find me at WalterAmedia.com. It is actually going down today. Uh, you guys, I will be producing YouTube videos, and I, it is in the production right now. You guys will see it probably next month. So with that, Sess, always good hearing from you, man. You take it easy. Have a good week. Have a good week. Uh, this was a long one, so <laughs> if you made it to the end, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, it. thanks, and guys. And cut. And cut. <laughs>